It's time to look to Sunday in the NBA. We're going to look at options that you can stream in for Yahoo Points Leagues, ESPN Points Leagues, and each individual category for category leagues to try and win your week four matchup and injury update. And my mate, your favorite player, Scotland Barnes, goes under the lens, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and this is my mojo dojo, Casa House. And I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore beeble, on TikTok at redrock underscore beeble, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code all lowercase. That's not the code. The code is locked on NBA, but use it in all lowercase for $100 first deposit match. Up to $100. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. Week 5 preview show is out already. It's got two days in advance there to have a look at what's going on with that. We're going to look now ahead to Sunday's action, look at the injury information that we need to, and just what we can target individually to try and uh, knock the top off a couple of categories. So let's get into this now with our daily look at it. As I said, we are putting Scott Barnes under the lens as well. I'm sure you're looking forward to that one. So where are we with injuries at the moment for Sunday's action? We know that Cam Thomas remains sidelined with that ankle problem. Maybe we get him back next week. Um, we're getting closer to that timeline. Markel Fultz remains out with his knee injury. Um, in shallow leagues, I would drop him. He's not good enough to hold on through this. Even in 12-team leagues, we're getting really close to that. Um, it's twice this is flared up now, and that is absolute red flagish to me. He will come back at some point. He'll be an ad, but is it worth a hold? You've got to look at your own roster. Are you, are you cruising? Are you killing it? Have you got multiple injuries? That influences a lot of those decisions. But two games is fine. Six, seven, eight games is not. And he's not good enough to withstand that. So consider that for Fultz. Andrew Nempard is out. We saw that Nempard played like nine or 10 minutes last game, but that opens it up a lot for old mate Timothy John McConnell. Because in 20 minutes, TJ is a really solid stream option for, and you'll see his name appear in this show here already, but in deeper leagues, uh, you just got to grab him because if he plays 20 minutes, he will be worth it in like 14 and 16 team leagues, I think, at least for one game while Andrew Nempard is out. Don Mitchell with a hamstring. Uh-oh. Um, a lot of hamstrings pinging at the moment. And I'm going to say, again, it should be multiple weeks. I would say he's in doubt with multiple back-to-backs for the Cavs next week. He's in doubt to play a chunk of games next week. So the Struess, Garland... Um, Levert value rises, Okoro, if he even plays, but he's out as well. But that's not great news for Don Mitchell. Speaking of hammies, the headmaster, Jamal Murray, remains sidelined. We're getting closer to a return for him, maybe a week, 10 days. Uh, Reggie Jackson keeps his stream value there. As I said, Isaac Okoro remains sidelined with a nebulous uh, knee injury. NBA loves a nebulous description of an injury, don't they? Dennis Smith is questionable and Ben Simmons is out. So if that happens... Who the hell is it? It's well, it's obviously Spencer Dinwiddie, but then like who's your backup in Brooklyn? Are they just going to have to run Mikael Bridges as the backup point guard? There's not unless I'm just completely blanking 
on who else can run that. But Dennis Smith, well, Spencer Dinwiddie obviously is the starter, right? But if there's no Smith, if there's no Simmons, you know, Lonnie Walker's not a point guard. Do they get Keon Johnson? Like who's in their G League? Is it Armani Brooks? They're not point guards either. Although Keon sort of could do it. Yeah, that's interesting. Jalen Duran, we don't have an update on him. We hope he comes back, but we saw Kevin Knox starting in his place. If Duran is out, I would probably rather use Knox than use Marvin Bagley. Xavier T. Illman, um, he is out for Saturday's game with his knee problem. He might be back Sunday, but at this point, I don't care. This is, again, a, a knee flare-up. He missed games. He came back. He played one game, and he's out again. That's not a great sign. Maybe this is just a back-to-back, but I'm worried. Derek Rose and the Duck, Luke Kennard. Kennard is out for Saturday. Rose is currently questionable. Now, if Rose plays Saturday, I'd be very surprised with a knee problem that he plays on Sunday. Um, well, Kennard could come back. And all of those guys, if they both do play, say Kennard and Rose, it would have an impact on Jacob Gilead, who was starting anyway, but it maybe keeps him at 25 minutes instead of 30 minutes in this scenario. Jared Vanderbilt Bar is going to be coming back soon. Whether he's back on Sunday, I'm not sure, but we're in that ramp-up to return period for Vanderbilt. That will have some sort of an impact on Prince, on Wood, on Hachimura, and probably on Reddish as well as guys sort of slide around. We don't know exactly what that impact will be, but there will be an impact. And then in some good news, the Jedi Ojananobi after his uh, knife incident at home, he's probable, so he's likely to return. So your Gaz Trent value drops down. How this impacts Siakam, how it impacts um, Barnes or Schroeder or Pirtle or any of those guys is something we're going to watch. We've seen plenty of examples of OG being in this team. And the other one is Jalen Suggs, who missed last game with some soreness. He will return with Fultz out. He should be okay, but... There are plenty of games where he just plays 27 minutes. He is still the priority, Suggs, over Fultz, uh, over Anthony, but you have to understand his limitations and, and what he what he brings and you know, how that can hurt or can help your team. The back-to-backs, I'll just give you a heads up on who plays the back-to-backs Sunday to Monday before you make your stream decision. So when we go through the individual categories, you can look at guys from these five teams because they also play Monday, give you a little bit of a leg up into the start of week five. So we're looking at Boston, Al Horford's going to sit one of them, right? So the, and Jalen Brown's now questionable as well. He wasn't when I made this graphic, but he's questionable too. Do they sit Porzingis? There could be a million options open up in Boston. Uh, Denver's on a back-to-back. They're not likely to sit anybody, but Murray remains out. Detroit on a back-to-back, and then they're on a back-to-back here Sunday, Monday, and then they only play one more game for the rest of the week. So they've only got a two-game week. So I don't think that Duran plays in both of these games, even if he plays in any of them. Everyone else should be okay there for Detroit. For Houston, I don't really have any worries of anyone sitting through the back-to-back. And then the Kings, similar sort of story, but they're on a back-to-back. So if you are looking to stream players um, and you want to give a tiebreaker to somebody, it's going to be somebody on those um, somebody on those four teams because you get the extra game heading into next week. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Yes, the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America is also coincidentally the easiest and the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. So don't have to worry about spreadsheets and a million lineups and pros and sharks who are going to just yeah cut you off every time you go to do something good. It's just you versus player projections. Mano air computero. They just put the stats up and you go, more or less. And that's what you do. You can up to 25 times your money back. Choose two to six individual player projections that they put up. And there's lots of different players, lots of different stats they put up. Plus, you can go up against celebrities like uh, my mate Meek Mill or Andrew Schultz. They're over there in the community play section in the promo tab of the app, as well as the specials tab in the specials league where you can do cross-sport cross combos. So you might have LeBron threes, Kelsey receptions. The number might be set at 10.5. Do you think they go under or over or more or less on that number? 
That's all you need to do. Easy to do, under 60 seconds, and they've got also a great offer for you. So go to pricepix.com slash locked on NBA, the promo code, which in the start of the show, they told me that it's got to be lowercase, but here they don't. But I'm going to tell you, use lowercase. It's locked on NBA, and that will give you a first deposit match up to $100. So pricepix.com slash locked on NBA, the code is locked on NBA, and you get a first deposit match up to $100. Pricepix is daily fantasy made easy. And that my good friends, will bring us under the lens. As long as you're not an ant out in the sun, this should be okay. Because it is time to talk about your favorite player, my favorite player. It is Scott Barnes, who I had a lengthy discussion on about two weeks ago talking about my process through just everyone in projections and how it, it appeared that I'd gotten Scott Barnes wrong. But as Lee Corso will often say, Maybe not so fast, my friends, because a lot of the stuff that I did get wrong on Barnes has come back to being more like Scotty Barnes. I'm not saying that he is bad. I'm not saying that he's going to be like this, but I'm saying it's worth looking at because as we talk about highlight real bias, everyone talking about Scotty Barnes, dominating, putting up all these numbers, not a huge peep about Barnes recently and the numbers he's been putting up because they've been sort of okay. Is this hate? No, it's reality. He's 56th over the last week in minus one rankings per game. He's 36th in points leagues, averaging 39 fantasy points. His usage, which was one of the things that I got wrong, I had him at like 22 and a half to 23, I think, preseason. Then he came out at 27. I went, wow, they just gave everything to him. 24. He's at over the last week, and that has brought his season number down to, what's his season number down? 24.7. So it's come down. Siakam's getting more shots. Barnes is getting fewer. It's coming back down. Remember one of the things was Scotty Barnes was blocking every shot in the world? He's had two blocks in his last four games. The highly variable game-by-game, week-by-week, year-on-year stat, not as much as steals, although I believe blocks are more variable on a game-by-game basis, but steals are more variable on a year-by-year basis. I'm pretty sure that's what my data told me. He's got blocked two shots over the last four games. So Barnes started out 5-2-2-1-2. 0-3-2, and then 1-0-0-1. Not because he's playing significantly fewer minutes or because a player's returned who's taking that role. It's just hard to maintain those numbers as a perimeter player. So he's at half half a block a game over the last week, Barnsley is, and that drops your value down. Over the last six games, he's at 1.2 blocks, which is a more realistic number. Remember, 0.8 last season, 0.7 as a rookie. So the two that he was running at was always inflating the numbers, and it's coming back down. The other thing that is worth noting is we looked at Barnes and he came out of the blocks flying with the shooting numbers through the roof. And then when you say this is going to come down, you just hate him, Josh. You're just trying to prove why you're not wrong. It's just that this stuff is so hard to stick, right? I know I'm not saying that Scotty Barnes is going to be a worse shooter than he was last season because over the last six games, and he has played 12 games this season. So the last six games, he's half of his season. He is shooting worse than he shot last season. And you won't know that. You won't hear that. You won't see it get discussed anywhere because we don't like to do that. And I'm not doing it to tell you to cut bait on Barnes or that he's not good because he's been awesome. He's been excellent. He's clearly been the Raptors' best player. And I think he's going to get better than this. But his true shooting is 51.5 over the last six games, half the season. Last season, he was at 52.4. And as a rookie, 55.2. There are going to be significant fluctuations in all of this stuff. He's back to shooting over the last... um, He's shooting 35% from three and 45% from two over the last six games. 35 over the last four and 48 from two. All of these numbers have come back down and now his true shooting for the season is down to 56. 
which is still up from where it's been in the previous seasons, but it is trending. So it's just something to be cautious of. When we're looking at these numbers, when we're looking at the production, he's averaging under 20 points a game over the last six games as well, is that this, and the way I, I didn't pick Barnes because I wanted to highlight Barnes because I hate Toronto. I, it's, I, think you, I think you all know that's a joke. I bloody hope you do. What I wanted to, to do is it, and the way I do it is like, who had the biggest rise or biggest fall over the last seven days that he's playing on Sunday? And Barnes was the guy because he has dropped significantly in the last week. And I expect, my projections are still expecting him to improve from here. I'm thinking the free throws can come back up a little bit because he's down at worse than last season numbers. I think the field goals can come back up again, although maybe I reassess that. I think the blocks come back up, but again, maybe I'm just wrong on that. Maybe I adjusted too far in the positive. I put him up from I put him up to 1.5, but maybe that's too high. It's when little things happen over little sample sizes, it's really easy for him to flip back the other way. And that is exactly what is happening at the moment with Barnes. Please don't take this as a negative thing on Barnes. This is just a, a an understanding of what has happened literally just what has happened and how we need to be really cautious about making profound statements. And even though, man, man I was wrong on Barnes. Maybe I wasn't. I probably almost definitely was. But also, maybe I wasn't. That This stuff changes very, very quickly. And there are going to be plenty of people who, who hate me talking about this. I know that. But it is just reality. Let's look at some stream options for Sunday. Yahoo Points Leagues. Who are we looking to get in in a Yahoo Points format? These guys are all available in over 50% of leagues. If you are watching on YouTube, you can see their individual roster percentages. Skylar Mays is still around everywhere. Until Malcolm Brogdon returns, and we are expecting that he's out again. I don't know why we'd think he's back. Um, Mays is the guy we run with. He's putting up very strong numbers. Um, they're not going to blow you away because he's Skylar Mays. But he's a good rotation NBA player, I think. Keontae George. People haven't jumped on. I am somewhat surprised. Well, they've jumped on a little bit, but he's still available in 66% of leagues. That wouldn't be happening if I was in the league because I would have grabbed him. But And I think you should too. Cole Anthony's at 33% rostered, no faults. Good opportunity to stream. Eric Gordon at 20%, obviously no Bradley Beal. He's going to be hit or miss. We know this, but he is a good option here. Reggie Jackson with no Jamal Murray is a really strong stream. And then we go down to Johnny Isaac, who played 20 minutes last game. He's playing back-to-backs now, apparently. I think he's worth having a look at. I don't know that it sticks. They've got four games coming up next week as well, but it does include a back-to-back. But if he can push to 22 a night, then it's on. And I wouldn't mind grabbing, streaming Sunday, and just seeing. If he goes back and plays 13 minutes, we go, okay, maybe not. But if he plays 20 again, or 21, then we're on. And I'd rather be early than miss out on something that is trending in that direction and trending there pretty quick. I would like to be early on that. Let's talk ESPN points. And as usual, I have no idea how to explain any of their roster percentages. So I'm just going to tell you guys to look at Skylar Mays is 12% rostered. Shout out to everyone else having no idea what's going on. Keontae George at 7%. Malik Monks at 27 Honestly, how do you play? How do you guys play over there? How does any of this make? Is, is every league dead? Casual? I don't understand these numbers. I should stop talking about it. But D'Anthony Melton is 17% rostered. He's a good stream for Sunday. Um, Eric Gordon at 9%. And Derek Lively at 15%. I'm getting to the point here on ESPN where I'm going to assume that 50% of leagues are inactive. So I'm going to use... If I'd use 50% as a cutoff on Yahoo, I might use 25 on ESPN and say half of what I think might be active leagues. But even that doesn't make sense because 
George is 34% rostered on Yahoo. He's seven on ESPN. Mays is 47. He's 12. Like, I don't, I don't really know what cutoffs to use. Anyway, I assume some of these guys are going to be available in your leagues. Skylar Mays, Keontae George, Malik Monk, DeAnthony Melton, Eric Gordon, and Derek Lively. If you're playing on ESPN, so go and have a look at them. I think they're going to be there, and I think they're going to be pretty useful for you. That would be, uh, that would be my guess. But man, again, who knows? Today's episode is brought to you by Fangio. I'm going to ad lib this because I don't want to talk about early NFL season. I want to talk about the NBA. Because we are rolling. We are four weeks in in the NBA. The in-season tournament, I would say, correct me if you think something different, I think it's been a success. Teams are playing hard. Teams are playing to the final buzzer. They're not going by unwritten rules to try and yeah, not put up late second shots. It's competitive. And you can get all of that action over on FanDuel at the moment. These highly competitive in-season tournament games, if you get as a new user, you can actually put a $5 money line bet on an in-season tournament game. And if your team wins, you get 115 bonus bets back. Then those bonus bets, you can maybe look at futures to who's going to win the cup, who's going to win the, the finals, who's going to make the playoffs, who's going to lead the league in individual stats, who's going to look at MVP awards and all that sort of stuff. It's all available over on FanDuel, but get that get that $150 in bonus bets if you win your $5 money line bet. So FanDuel.com slash locked on. Tip off the NBA season and get fully involved in the NBA Cup in-season tournament. FanDuel is, of course, an official partner of the NFL, because I didn't talk about the NFL, but it is an official partner of the NFL. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. And now we look to stream in category leagues. What do we look at for the points category? Now, obviously, there is a lot of crossover between some of these categories. Some of the biggest crossover we get is between points and threes. But let's look at points immediately. Now, this should cover a lot of different league types. No one here is going to be rostered more than 45%, though. Eric Gordon, Cole Anthony, they're hit or miss players. We know this. But the opportunity is there, and that's what we look at in terms of process. It's almost impossible for us to come in and say it's a Grayson Allen game or an Eric Gordon game. They've both got opportunities. They've both got um, the, the process is there. So we take a look and sometimes it doesn't work. That's how that's how this stuff goes. I don't love Colin Sexton as a player. I think he's actually quite actively bad, but he can score because he'll never look to do anything else. And he is available in a lot of spots. Some might say 43% rostered for Colin Sexton is 42% too high. That's harsh, but he is a really good point streamer. Uh, Keontae George, his teammate, is still 9% fewer rostered than Sexton because, lol, I don't know. Uh, Reggie Jackson's at 19, and the big fail, Alec Burks, is at 25%. Now, I do worry slightly that Burksy may not play both games Sunday, Monday, and that could mean that there is a sit for him on Sunday, first of a back-to-back. He's old. He's had soft tissue issues. What do you know he did? He had a forearm contusion, but still, he's old. He has had issues in the past with muscles. So just watch that one. In terms of three, some of the same names repeat, if I click the button correctly. Um, Eric Gordon, really good three streamer. So is his teammate, Grayson Allen. But the big fella, Sam Hauser, because I don't think that Al Horford is going to play in both of these games. Jalen Brown has popped up as questionable. So there's going to be opportunity. But even so, this guy's banging in three threes a game in every game that he doesn't start. In the one game he did start, he struggled. But he's just hitting threes. That's what Sam Hauser does. Alec Burks is there, said Grayson Allen's there. The big fowler, Isaiah Joe, who hit seven on Thursday. We haven't seen what he does on Saturday, but he's always going to be a good stream option for threes. And then Grant Williams, he doesn't do much else, but he sort of sits in the corner and he takes threes. And that's what he's there for in Dallas, as well as defense. And that's what you can use him for in fantasy. For rebounds. Sticks is back. So if you want to stand by your man, you can, because he's 13% rostered. He had a head injury, but he's ready to go. 
So you'll get those backup minutes. And we know that Carlisle can do weird things at any point where Turner plays 24 minutes and Sticks plays 24 or Sticks plays 12 and Turner plays 30, whatever. It's all over the shop, but he is a good option for rebounds. You got Kelly Olynyk at 30% rostered. I'm getting close to him not being must roster because they haven't successfully or continuously bumped his minutes with Kessler out. So that's going to put him back into streaming territory. Uh, Bismack Biombo at 45%. Well, with Tillman sort of in doubt, I don't know what they do with Aldama, but Biombo is going to have an opportunity again, I'm guessing, and he's worth looking at for rebounds. Goga Badadze is at 23%. He should keep starting. He should play 21 to 25 minutes, and there's a double-digit rebound upside there. You've got Al Horford at 40. He might not play. Be careful of that. And then there is Tari, second season, who is an excellent rebounder. Even though the minutes are low, he's a very good permanent rebounder. In terms of assists, it is my mate, the speaker, Keynote George. He's 34% rostered. He is a very strong assists option. We go to Memphis for Jacob Gilead. We'll get an, a look at this again on Saturday, but the Rose and Canard situation is still there. But remember, Gilead has already been starting. Irrespective of Smart's injury, he has been starting. Now, he only plays like 25, 26 minutes, so that might bump up, but he is a good assist guy. That's really one of his only strengths. Reggie Jackson's there. Uh, old mate, Taylor Horton Tucker, he will get assists. Even though he only plays 20 minutes or so, he will get assists. And that's what we talked about when we looked at dropping him and adding George weeks ago. So Horton Tucker's going to appear as an excellent streamer at times for those big assist totals he can put up. And here we are, and that's what you use him for. And then you've got Timothy John McConnell. As I said earlier, Nempart is out. So TJ, TJ could play 18 minutes and go 12, 5, 7, 3 steals in 18 minutes. He, he's done that many times. He's not going to cut into Tyrese Halliburton's minutes, obviously. But he's a guy that can rack up numbers in small amounts of minutes. And then Peyton Pritchard. That's going to bump even further if Jalen Brown is out. But that is a very clear delineation mark there that I wouldn't be super keen on adding Pritchard. But if you're looking for assists, they are very hard, as we know, very hard to come by on the waiver wire. Four steals, some of the same names popping up here, but Matisse Leibel leads the way. He's a three to four steals guy. Jake, well, three to four steal upside player. Jacob Gilliard's probably a one to two guy, but you feel more confident in the minutes. And then Cam Reddish, this is what he does. He gets tons of steals. He's very good at doing that. And he's been very good at doing that all through his NBA career. The problem has been doing anything else and shooting. He's got a really strong role, which is very, very good for him. And he can be rostered. I don't think he's must roster at all, but he can be rostered. And definitely when you're looking for steals. Joshy Green can do that. He can't do much else, but there's an option there for him. Nico Batum is back off the injury report. You can throw Robert Covington in there as well, but we saw last time that Batum played. Covington played 17 minutes. And then Covington played, what, 17 minutes in the first half of the last game and then ended on 21. His minutes have been one of the most unpredictable things this season. And the other guy is Killian Hayes, who is not a 12-team league player. He's been dropped in a lot of different spots, but we definitely can stream him in when we need steals. Interestingly, Jaden Ivey played like 28 minutes, I think, last game. And at some point, Monty Williams needs to head out of us and really try and fix what's going on with that team because things are not particularly good. And that is your daily shot or second daily shot at the Detroit Pistons. In terms of blocks, Bismack Biombo has got to be up there, and so does John Isaac. Really two good stream options for blocks. You've got Drew Eubanks and Goga Badadze. The thing you'll notice there is that Isaac, Eubanks, Badadze, Jalen Smith, and Dayron Sharp are all reserves. Now, they can all get multiple blocks, but there's only one guy that we think is going to be a starter, and that is Bismack Biombo. And just being that starter with 32-minute upside has to give him an edge over these players who it's going to require foul trouble or injuries. Actually, no, Goga's a starter. My bad, my bad. But he's a starter who plays reserve minutes. Uh, but this is that starting edge for Biombo with an uncertainty around Tillman and obviously Adams and Clark out that it does give him a little bit of upside in that area. Let's go to field goal percentage. A lot of these same names here. We've got uh, Goga. We've got uh, Drew Eubanks. Dwight Powell is a really good field goal guy. Obert Toppin. 
JaVale McGee with Alex Lennon, Trey Lyle still out. And Jalen Smith sticks at 13% rostered. For free throw percentage, we're going to Cole Anthony. Grayson Allen's like a 90% plus guy usually. Harrison Barnes, yep, the pencil. Kelly Linick, Colin Sexton. And the last one there is Reggie Jackson, who also is a really, really strong free throw shooter. It is hard to influence free throw percentage on one day in a matchup with these guys. But sometimes you might only need just a couple of free throws to get there. For some other categories, and I just realized I forgot to edit the bottom of this out, but that is okay. You can see Colin Sexton and Reggie Jackson's names again. If you're looking for a three-point percentage stream, it is Sammy Hauser. If you're looking for an assist-to-turnover play at a stream, it is Keontae George. To me, for offensive rebounds, it's going to be Goga Badadze. And if you're looking at free throws made, that's what FTM means, free throws made, Colin Sexton might be that guy that you look at to stream in for that category. If you're looking for the two-for-one options, we already told you which teams are on the back-to-back, but if you want some specific names for Sunday, Monday, we're going with Sammy Hauser in this one. We're looking at Alec Burks. We're looking at Reggie Jackson, Peyton Pritchard, Tari Eason, and Jaden Ivey. And that, guys, I believe, let me double-check, Yes, that does finish us off, Giggity, for today. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app and on YouTube. Thumb it up and leave your comments down below. And straight after this, Locked On Sports Today, our live 24-7 channel. Don't worry about the nonsense you see on TV. This is where the real sports news is. All sports covered, uh, all teams covered. We go through all different stuff over on the channel. You'll be redirected here straight after on YouTube. Go check it out. Give it a thumbs up over there as well. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.